0: Hi everyone and welcome to Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams. In this episode, we're excited to be joined by Blue Rock Search's co-founder Ruben Moreno to discuss the growth of DEI efforts and the rising presence of the Latinx community. Ruben will provide an overview of key facts about Latinx purchasing power, demographics and Latinx in the workforce and in leadership roles along with analysis of what these facts mean and how they reflect ongoing shifts and progress. We'll also discuss the challenges that remain for Latinx in the professional world and what individual hiring managers as well as organizations overall can do. For any organization looking to better leverage their relationship with Latinx talent, this podcast offers a thoughtful, practical route forward. Ruben, welcome to the show. Nice to see you. How's everything?
1: Everything's great, Rob. Thanks. Uh, always great to talk to you and uh, excited about this one. Um, as a member of the uh, Latinx community, uh, definitely excited about uh, what we're about to talk about.
0: Well, and and you're a perfect person to talk to because I know you're enthusiastic to share more information about how organizations can expand their horizons to better understand the diversity in the Latinx community and reap the benefits of this deep pool of talent. So we'll dive right in. Ruben, how has the Latinx population Grown in the United States.
1: Well, you know, Rob, it's a, it's, it's been an interesting growth, and uh, obviously a very sizable, important, critical. I'm going to refer to it as constituency, whether it's consumer, uh, but I like the word constituency because it relates to many things and uh, impacts this uh, our community can have. You know, today, you know, about 19 percent of the U.S. population or 62 million um, Latinx. Members. Uh, so if you and if you look at that, the, you know, 28 of those 62, and it's something that we're going to talk about in this conversation, identified with more than one race in 2020. Mm. Right? So that's a bit about what we're going to talk about, uh, because it's it's this is far from a singular homogenous constituency.
0: Let me see if I can break this next question up in in a little bit of a different way. What does Latinx purchasing power currently look like, or what is the purchasing power represented by the Latinx community?
1: Hmm. Well, you know, the the Latinx purchasing power today, if you look at it, uh, has increased about 6% over the last decade, and today represents about a trillion dollars. And the interesting piece there is if there were things in place uh, in which the Latino spend would match their share of the population, this is a great one to think about from a consumer behavior perspective. There's about another 550 billion in consumer spend uh, that would take place that today is not.
0: Wow. All right. Um,
1: Doing that math. Uh, rob right so 1.5 billion just wow. a small number
0: yeah <laughs>
1: you know. 1.5 trillion i apologize <laughs>
0: <laughs> tiny tiny numbers here ruben very tiny uh where where do we see diversity within the latinx community
1: well you know um if, if you think about the uh, the u.s population and, and it's an interesting piece again like i said you know, far from a singular, homogeneous constituency. It's a couple of things going on here, right? If you if you look at the U.S. across the country, the three states that have the largest Latinx populations probably not going to be a surprise to anyone is California, Texas, and Florida, right? Um, and the if you think about across the U.S., the two largest groups are going to be of either Mexican or Puerto Rican descent. But in recent times, what we're also seeing is increased immigration from places like Venezuela, Guatemala, the Dominican Republic. And when you start to really kind of dive into those countries and those communities, there are very different nuances to those cultures. So for instance, my family, I'm of Caribbean descent, my family is Puerto Rican. You know, There's a whole piece relative to the Afro-Latin community, which is uh, very prevalent in the Caribbean that you don't see in other South American countries like Argentina and and others where you might see more of a European descent, right? And so when you start to look at those things, um, now all of a sudden is within that constituency, right? It's interesting. We're talking about Latinx, but within Latinx, there's tremendous diversity within the Latinx community that sometimes when we paint it with broad brush, you miss it.
0: Absolutely. I, I think that's a great way to look at it, because you're right. There are so many elements to the community, and you don't want to use the, the broad strokes for sure. How, how, how big a force is the Latinx demographic in the workplace? Where do we see most Latinx individuals and what sectors are lagging or leading for that matter?
1: You know it's it's interesting, right? So if you look at it by twenty thirty, and I looked at these numbers because I wanted to, you know, be more educated myself. You know, by you know by twenty thirty, about twenty percent of the workforce um, is going to identify as Latinx, and when you break that down, uh, you know the the uh, Latinx population is definitely skewed um, or what I'm going to call overrepresented in service occupations. Uh, but what we've seen in the last 20 years, uh, while not a huge number in terms of, right, it's, uh, you know, 10.7% thereabouts in management jobs, that number actually doubled, right, in that time frame, right? So we're seeing uh, a migration from the frontline uh, to key management jobs. Um, and then, you know, if you look at it, the where the industries where you have the largest prevalence just based on sheer numbers um, are going to be building and grounds, maintenance, construction um, and transportation in the service industries.
0: One thing we we it, it's kind of a catchphrase in this era and justifiably, and it should always be a catchphrase or the word progress. Progress is always something we should be talking about to that end. Is progress being made towards better Latino representation in leadership roles, and where are we seeing that progress? And where is there still work to be done?
1: Yeah, I think the probably the the one note I could see of uh, progress, right, is in you know the increase to management or salary jobs, kind of that increase to ten percent. Um, and unfortunately, right, kind of I think the the more prevalent is the lack of progress in. Um, key roles where I think what I'm going to refer to as you know executive influence roles is probably the most you know prevalent one is you know in the board of directors, right? So if you look sure. at individuals going to influence the way organizations are run, managed, value systems created, etc., a lot of that it's not even just with the executive leadership team in that organization, but it's in in the boardroom. Um, and in the boardroom today, only about it's actually slightly less than three percent of board seats are occupied uh, by someone from the Latino community.
0: And so if we discuss progress, I suppose we need to discuss challenges because we need to know what challenges do Latinx still face in the workplace? What hurdles are they facing in you know, the pursuit of pre- professional advancement?
1: No, absolutely, Robin. You know, and let me, uh, I want to take a step back as well because there, there's a couple of key pieces that I, I think speak to um, some other uh, pieces of progress, right? When we step out of, let's just call it kind of out of the Fortune 1000, what, what you do see is a tremendous amount of small business startup, right? So if you look at it, a, a recent statistic I saw was about 86% of new businesses in the US. Um, launched by uh, U.S. Latinos. Um, And we've also seen, you know, a dramatic uh, increase in college enrollment um, and decrease in high school dropout rates, right? So uh, kind of as education as a means, uh, you know, to access in some of these other pieces, educationally, there's been, you know, great progress. Um, And then also from a small business perspective, and obviously, special to me as a you know small business owner myself, you know seeing that as an opportunity where individuals are taking advantage um, of small business opportunities uh, to you
0: know to progress. So, in terms of challenges, what would we discuss there? You know, in the challenge space,
1: there's a couple of things. You know, and I would say I wrote an article a blog about a year ago, and it was the evolution from DEI to DIB right? So um, migrating away from historically what has been diversity, equity, and inclusion to diversity, inclusion, and belonging. And, and belonging, uh, you could translate that in saying um, having a sense of community in the workplace. And that is an area today that from a challenge perspective, you know, definitely it, we have a long way to go. Uh, recent stat was 26% of Latino women and 24% only that number feeling included at work. And the way that that translates, right, we've migrated about, you know, during the pandemic, we talked about, um, you know, the kind of the uh, great resignation, you know, and as people um, have, you know, been more and more focused on talent retention, talent management, when you have 26% and 24% who are, um being feel included that means you have about 75% of your workforce that doesn't feel included the probability of those individuals looking 45% wow. right so if you if you think about that right not feeling included means you're going to have um a higher on a you know per employee basis um resignation rate from the Latinos in your, in your population than others, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a big one uh, for me. And then the other piece is, you know, and this is, you know, for me as a member of the Latino community as well, um, that concept of community, which is what belonging translates to is also rated very high, right? A sense of community, whether it's in the workplace or at home and so forth is, um, that isn't that is a word that we speak of quite often in terms of our community and the communities we work in, we live in, and so forth. So just to give you a perspective, 70% of Latinos say that's very important to me.
0: That's right? an excellent so point. If
1: you, yeah, if you ignore that, you ignore that on your own peril uh, from an organization perspective.
0: Yeah, that, that's an outstanding point. Community really does matter. Um what can organizations do to improve their DEI efforts, particularly to address Latinx concerns, and what can individual managers do?
1: Yeah, thank you for asking. I um, There's a really long, long list, but we don't have that long on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think there's a couple of things here uh, in, that I want to really high- highlight. I think the first one, and I've, you know, hinted at it through this conversation it's just a required change in paradigm of looking at Latinos as a homogenous group, right? Is there's diversity. It's kind of like the box within the box, right? The diversity within the diversity is understanding that when um, and, and Rob, you and I spoke before this conversation, even within our own community, those of us that identify with Latino versus Latin X and some yeah. of those other pieces, uh, we are a diverse community with, within ourselves, and just understanding that the, the broad brush does not work on this one. Um, so I think that's one. I think the the other one is, you know, really being proactive and purposeful um, about engaging with organizations, both internally and externally um, that can help you connect with these communities. So for instance, uh, internally, it would be the employee resource group, right? And if you don't have one, you um, for the Latinx uh, population or Latino population in your organization, you should. Um, and I think there are some great organizations on a national basis, um, and I follow and interact uh, with several of them. But if I think about you know, Esther Aguilera uh, with the Latino Corporate Directors Association um, and really focusing on how do we increase Latino representation on boards, um, if I think about Sid Wilson um, at the Hispanic Association of Corporate Responsibility, some of the work that he's doing, uh, follow him and everything that he's doing, um, does some great work uh, in this space. Um, And there are two gentlemen out of Chicago, you know, Angel Gomez and Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez does some incredible work specifically uh, with Latino ERGs and kind of creating a framework for how you successfully leverage ERGs. And the two of them, um, I've followed them on the Latino, lead, the Latino leadership initiative uh, where they're actually holding off sites and training sessions, training future Latino leaders uh, that are being sent by the organization. So it's the resources are out there. I think it's really taking the time to identify where you are in your cycle um, and partnering with some of those organizations. And those are just three that I follow. Uh, there's many more.
0: So let's wrap up and how would you wrap this conversation up we've covered a lot so
1: uh i would i would say there's uh there's three things that i would wrap up um i think the you know the number one thing for me is in this space uh, i think it's really critical that we evolve. And I actually, I did a presentation for Abby's global leadership, uh, DEI council on the supply chain side a couple of years ago. And we talked about this is evolving from mentorship to sponsorship of the Latino Latinx population in your organizations. Um, and it might sound like semantics or subtle, but I'm going to clarify it. You know, mentors talk to you, develop you, um, and help you, help you grow in, in your, Um, in your career journey and your professional development and competencies, uh, sponsors talk about you when you're not in the room, right? They're, they're actually acting from a position of influence um, and act as basically self-appointed ambassadors um, of your brand uh, to traditionally, you know, maybe unseen talent in the organization. In this case, the Latinx population, right? So being very deliberate around not just mentoring but sponsoring talent um, in, from the Latino community, um, and I think the last piece, and I, you know, I'm saying it because we're talking about you know the Latino Latinx population, uh, but I think it's uh, in shifting that paradigm. It doesn't just happen. Say okay, I'm going to look at this differently. It's really around self education and self awareness um, because you, you really, and I, I alluded to it earlier, Rob, in terms of you know, my family and kind of what the Caribbean descent experience looks like um, and what, you know, other uh, Latin American countries or South American countries, you know, so, and I think the best way to do that, it's like anything else, is come to these conversations with members of your workforce who are of Latino uh, or of Latin descent, excuse me, respect boundaries, but while engaging with intentionality, right? It's it's a discovery process, and actually, it can be a lot of fun. I've I've had the pleasure of going to you know several Caribbean and South American countries, uh, and it's such a different experience each time you go. And if you engage with a genuine desire to just want to learn, and then from there you can you know figure out how to engage in the future and so forth. Uh, I can tell you that members of the Latinx uh, you know Latino population uh in that space will be it will be very well received
0: the word intentionality really sticks out to me because that's something you and i kind of talked about before we started people mean well more often than not uh intentionality i think that's a good word i think yeah i think that's an excellent way to finish up ruben thank you so much uh great to speak with you once again
1: all right rob thank you see you soon sir
0: We thank Ruben for joining us. Always a pleasure to have him on. And I hope this podcast provides our listeners with a strong understanding of the Latinx workforce in the U.S. Ruben, I wish you and Blue Rock Search continued success and hope to host you on future podcasts. And we'll see you down the road at the conferences. That's all the time we have here today alongside Ruben Marino of Blue Rock Search. I'm Rob Adams, and this has been Talent Talks.